Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about mental health and exercise and answering some questions about does exercise really help improve your mental health and specifically in relation to if you suffer from depression or anxiety. So today I'm going to be doing a solo episode Mandy has been out of town, and so I'm going to do this one by myself, but she should be joining us on the next episode. But let's go ahead and dive right in today. So the first thing that I want to say that if you are a woman who is experiencing depression or anxiety, you are definitely not alone on this. So anxiety is reported to affect more than one in every four adults. So that means that over 25% of the adult population has reported anxiety at some point in time. And it's also been reported that adults who are physically inactive are two to three times more likely to have panic attacks and anxiety symptoms than those who regularly participate in an exercise program. And another, to me, when I read this, doing my research, I thought that this was super encouraging news, but it shows that research for those who exercise the rate of major depression decreases from one in six adults to one in 12. That means that exercising can reduce your risk of major depression by 50%. And to me, that's pretty exciting news because we can all carve out some time in our day if we need to, to do some exercise. And that's one thing that just this past week, I helped one of my clients. She's in my program, Refined and Renewed. And I had her send me a copy of her schedule because she was wanting to exercise and she knows that you know, how much better she feels. But to be honest, she's like most of us, her schedule is pretty packed from 5 a.m. in the morning until, you know, late into the evening, just from all the things that she has as a a mom who's working full time and all the things that she's juggling with church and school and that type of thing. So she, she wrote her schedule out, her and I chatted back and forth and, and we came up because it's important enough for her to be able to fit that time in. And so we were able to do that by just really looking at her schedule and getting, you know, really kind of nitty gritty with it. And she's able to fit in, you know, three to four times a week now. 
we're still be able to get some exercise in because we all know that, you know, that really does help with your mental health. So one important message here that I want to be sure that you understand before we go any farther in this uh, episode is that this in no way means that you should stop any type of therapy that you are receiving for any mental health issues that you have, nor does it mean that you should not seek psychotherapy treatment if you are suffering from depression or anxiety. If you feel you're, you are in need of that or you could benefit from therapy, please be sure to schedule a treatment with a qualified mental health provider because we all know that you know mental health is a multifaceted topic. Sometimes, depending on the severity of it, you know, you can get different benefits from different aspects of treatment. So please be sure that if you do need that, that you are seeking that that treatment out to help you feel better. And again, as long as you have no medical conditions that would prevent you from participating in an exercise program and your doctor hasn't told you that you don't need to be exercising, which that happens in very, very few cases, you may actually be pleasantly surprised by how good that it can make you feel. And then another thing that I want to refer, if you are looking for a book to read on this, a lot of this has come from Exercise for Mood and Anxiety by Michael Otto and Jasper Smith. So they have a really good book out on that if you want to take some time to read some additional information. So let's go ahead and dive a little deeper into this. So it does not matter if you've been experiencing depression or anxiety at a clinical level for an extended period of time, or if exercise is an early choice for you for your mood management, exercise can help you reduce symptoms. So let's look at this. Research shows three reasons why exercise may be helpful. So the first one is exercise seems to get your body ready to handle stressors in a better manner. So stressors in life, we know y'all are always present, whether these are seen as good, such as an upcoming wedding, the birth of a child, a new job, whatever it may be, however you view that, or whether it's a bad one, such as divorce, loss of a job a major move. So whichever it is, exercise itself is a stressor as it puts demands on the body. So therefore, when you choose to incorporate exercise, it forces the body to adapt to the demands that you throw its way. So by exercising, you're actually conditioning your body to handle stressors in a manner that allows for less physiological and psychological reactions. So the second one is neurotransmitters. So these are just chemicals that allow for communication between your brain cells. And some studies show that reduced levels of certain transmitters, such as serotonin, are a major factor in depression and anxiety. So there's a classification of medications that are called SSRIs or serotonin selective reuptake inhibitors. And these medications are said to work by rebalancing your neurotransmitters such as serotonin. 
And some examples of these drugs are like Zoloft or Paxil. So numerous studies have shown that exercise may actually be the non-drug equivalent of antidepressant medications such as these SSRIs, and that exercise actually increases serotonin production in a way that is similar to the desired action of that type of medication. So to me, that, that again, that's pretty impressive. And then the third one is activity. So oftentimes people with anxiety tend to avoid the sensations that they fear, such as a rapid heart rate, sometimes even passing out, embarrassing themselves. It's a concept that in that book is called the concept of avoidance. They often tend to avoid scenarios that will put them in situation where such things have happened to them before. So women suffering from depression will oftentimes start doing less activity just as a byproduct because you want to stay in bed longer than normal. You kind of tend to avoid going out in social situations. So one way that anxiety and depression is addressed is by treating the avoidance parts of these conditions. So you're encouraged to return to activity and it helps you realize that most situations are safer and more pleasant than what you would have expected them to be. And then exercise has also been shown to result in changes in fears and anxiety sensations. So when you continue to exercise, even though you may want to avoid it, it can help undo the cycles that maintain anxiety and depression. And then here I want to talk about, there was a study done in which there were two groups of people. One group was assigned to a two-week moderate intensity exercise intervention, and the other group had either low or no activity going on during that time. And one remarkable discovery was that the degree to which anxiety sensitivity changed after only two weeks of moderate intensity exercise was comparable to what other researchers have found with three months or 12 90-minute sessions of psychotherapy. And again, to me, that's, that's just astounding. So our body naturally starts producing the serotonin. It can increase it as we exercise. And I think sometimes we tend to look at exercise as a punishment or just something that we have to do. But when we break this apart and really start looking at the positive benefits that we can gain from that, especially if you're dealing with some of these mental health issues, we all want to feel better and to get help. And just, I know this was a very small study, but this was two weeks versus compared to three months or 12 sessions of psychotherapy. So to me, that's pretty promising news. So let's talk about major depression. Can exercise help with major depression? And in the book, Exercise for Mood and Anxiety, they noted a double-blind study that was done and it lasted for four months. And all participants who were in this study did meet the criteria for the diagnosis of major depression. So these participants were divided into four groups. 
The first one, all persons in this group received a supervised exercise in a group setting. Okay, in the second group, all persons in this group participated in a home-based exercise group. In the third group, everyone here was treated with an antidepressant, that SSRI that we talked about, and they had contact with a psychiatrist. In the fourth group, everyone in that group received a placebo pill. So it was just a fake pill, nothing in it, and they had contact with the psychiatrist. Now, the results of this, at the end of the four months, all groups except those in group four, the ones who had just received the placebo pill and had contact with the psychiatrist, showed that their depression levels tended to be lower. And in addition, it was shown that 45% of the participants that were in that supervised exercise group and 40% of those in the home exercise group no longer met criteria for major depressive disorder after these interventions were put into place. And then it's important to note that these two rates were comparable to those participants in the medication group at 47%. It was also shown that after the completion of the study, the two groups that were participating in exercise were more physically fit than those who just received the medication or just the placebo pill with seeing the psychiatrist. So these results indicate that the effects of exercise on depression are similar to that of an antidepressant medication. So I thought that was pretty darn exciting. So now let's talk about exercises that are the most effective in decreasing depression. So we see that it works. We know that exercise works, but what type of exercise do you need to be doing in order to reap some of the benefits of it in regards to your mental health? So research again shows that both aerobic and anaerobic exercises are effective. So examples of aerobic exercise are things such as running, cycling, rowing, walking, an elliptical machine, uh, things such as that. And these are also known as cardio exercises, and they help build your endurance levels. So examples of anaerobic exercises are weightlifting, short sprinting, Pilates, things along that line, and they typically build muscle and physical strength. And some exercises can fall into both categories and can also vary based on the intensity and the duration to which you are doing those activities. So it has been shown that moderate exercise is more effective than lower doses of exercise. And then if you remember that study I was just talking about, they were using that moderate intensity exercise. So you can use, again, the aerobic or the anaerobic, the endurance type activities or the weightlifting, short spring Pilates, any of those are going to help. But what research has shown here is that it is the pretty much the intensity 
in which you're doing it. So you need to be sure that you're falling more into that moderate intensity level. But we all know too, that just going outside for a walk when the sun is out, anytime you can get out in nature, anytime you can soak up some of that, those sun rays, that's going to help also. So let's kind of cap this off today with, we know that, you know, exercise is not quote a quick fix for depression or anxiety, and it can just be one piece that you're using in order to help with that. But the thing about exercise is that positive mood benefit that comes is something that can be felt right away. And that's one of my favorite things about using exercise to help with this is oftentimes when you start medication, it can take weeks or sometimes even months before, you know, you get stabilized on that or you really start seeing the benefits of it. But but when you exercise, it's an immediate increase in some of these neurotransmitters such as this, the serotonin, the things that help you feel good. And you get that feedback right away. So women usually report an increase in their mood right after finishing a workout. And studies do show that the immediate beneficial effects of exercise on mood and anxiety actually tend to be higher among people who have high anxiety or negative mood levels in general. So to me, this feature of exercise is of great benefit when you're first starting out developing an exercise habit. So be sure to focus on what you are gaining in the here and now, such as better mood, more positive outlook, more confidence, increased self-esteem, better protection against stress, and, and these other types of things rather than the long-term benefits such as weight loss, new clothes, those types of things. So this allows you to actually enjoy what each day and each workout brings. So I hope that you found today's episode helpful. And I just would encourage you that if you are suffering from a mental health issue, such as depression or anxiety, that you do try to start t- carving out and it, it, this doesn't have to be an hour long workout y'all. This can just be something that, you know, you go outside for, for 20 minutes and take a walk, or you do some strength training for 30 minutes, three times a week, you know, even those little steps until you really get into making this a habit, fitting this into your life. And again, like I said, focus on notice how your mood is shifting during these times. Notice how if your mood is feeling lighter or you're just feeling happier afterwards or you're, it gets you into a better frame of mind for the day, those types of things, really try to, to focus on those. And if this is something that you are needing help with, you know, if you're trying to address your mental health issues, or if you're just trying to incorporate exercise because you know that this is something that you need, we can all reap benefits from some type of physical activity, then reach out to me in the show notes. I'm going to put a link to an application to work with me to uh, for my coaching program. I'd love to have you fill that out. This is a big part of what I work with women with in the fitness nutritionist is there's absolutely, and we might do this in a later episode, 
foods that can help you with your mental health also, because there is a definite correlation there. But a big component of this is, is exercise. And I think sometimes it can be intimidating, especially if you're new to exercise or that type of thing, you're not really sure what you need to do, or you think that you have to go to, to a gym in order to get a good workout. And that's absolutely not true. In my program, I use at-home workouts. You can go to a gym if you want, but all of these can be done at home. Every bit of the exercise program can be done at home with very, very minimal equipment. So I would encourage you today, if that's something that you're wanting to start using in your life, if you want to see how exercise can really help you feel better with your mental health and your physical health, like I said, click that link in my show notes. It'll take you to the application. You can always send us a message on Instagram, the.fitness.nutritionist. So I hope you found this episode helpful and that you have a great rest of your week and hope that you join us on the next episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.